I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, hey guys. On this episode of Ball Girl Magic, we talk first loves. When you know, you know. And Roz, I believe you have some good news. I do, Yvonne. Thank you. Um I've actually got some career news. I am accepting a new job. Um, oh, oh, turn I'm up! Going, ah, I'm going national. I've accepted an offer to cover the NBA on a national level with uh, Turner, with NBA on TNT, all those Thursday night games with Chuck and the guys. And um, I'll also be doing some hosting and studio around NBA TV and covering everything from all the NBA games to the playoffs to, you know, maybe finals, draft, summer league, beyond, and still WNBA as well. Wow. Um, I feel like this is when we need that do-do-do-do. We need that do-do-do-do. <laughs> Yo, that's so I'm dope. So thrilled. Yeah. But so I also am really like, you know, I also want to make sure to really say thank you um, for my past job with covering the Golden State Warriors as their team sideline reporter. And not just to the Warriors, but to, you know, Comcast, NBC, the network, all of the fans in Doug Nation, like everybody in the Bay. I've been, um, I've been in the Bay for over, like almost 10 years, maybe more now since college. People who supported me at Stanford. Um, I just want to say thank you. These were some of the best years of my life. Um, I'm going to take all of that with me into this new step in my career the next this next level in my career and um i actually have to move to atlanta girl do you have any plugs or can i don't know anybody in atlanta so. oh, oh well um <laughs> i might i might be in atlanta very soon but we'll announce that on the next episode of among girl magic um so hey let's get into the episode i mean when you put, when your ball and your girl are both magic you popping you hot that's what happens in these streets. Um, so turn up. This is your time. We're so excited for you. Your uninterrupted family sending you much love on that national platform. Tell the boys, you know, don't mess with our girl because we got your back. Thank you. I'm so glad to share on Bold Girl Magic and with Uninterrupted. So thank you, boo. All right. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> Just because we're magic doesn't mean we're not real. Real. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Yvonne Orgy, coming through for another episode of Ball Girl Magic. My girl, Roz Goldon-Wude, is in New York City calling in. What's up, Roz? Hey, what's up, Yvonne? We're doing this coast-to-coast. Hey. Uh, I have to be here for the podcast. You are, you are here living your best life. Why don't you tell the people what you're doing out in New York? Well, I'm covering the New York Liberty. Basketball never stops. I'm doing the WNBA right now, so NBA to WNBA and... Uh, the Liberty just won eight straight, so we're heading into playoffs with a lot of momentum. Yo, I feel like you should. I feel like you should trademark basketball never stops. <laughs> Hashtag Roscoe don't who day basketball never stops. Do it for the heart. Basketball never stops. <laughs> Live your best life. Basketball never stops. But basketball never stops has been around. Oh, I'm oh. really with the live your best life movement right now. Clearly, that's you're like the ball the player. Clearly, you're the ball player of the two of us. I'm like, basketball never stops. That's that new stuff, DJ Clue. And you're like, actually, that's been around for a while. I'm like, okay. Well, I don't have, a, I don't have a, I don't have a shoe deal. Like, oh boy, did you see your boy is the first high schooler to have his Lamello. own? Yo, Lamello. that's great. And he got, what do you got a for? You got a, what do you got a Maserati of? Ferrari, something cool. Listen, I'm trying to say, who is he taking to prom? That's what I want to know. Who is that chick that's like, okay. yo, I went to ball. I went to prom with the dude who got his own shoe. <laughs> Does he, do you wear your own shoe to prom then? Like, when you get your own shoe, are you like, I got this tux and these sneakers, though? Or nah? I think that's, no, that's the first one. That's got to make the dating scene in high school really hard. Like, I was thinking about all the other parents who were like, how does this not make it awkward for my kid in school where there's a guy with, you know, a six-figure car and his own shoe and 
How's that? How's that going to be cocky? Listen, and tell you your know kid. Lamelo is cocky already. He's, it's already known that Lamelo is the loud, cocky one. He is Lavar Junior. At draft night for Lonzo, Lonzo's draft night. Lamelo, who was 15 at the time, showed up in a bright red suit. Like this is not even your draft, Lamelo. Listen, they <laughs> would. don't care. He I, likes his, the his, limelight. He his, likes to be a star. His dad would tell all the other parents to tell their kids, in the words of the prophet Kanye. Do better. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's the kind of dude. Like I feel like he listens to Kanye when he wakes up, or that's just that's just that's just how I feel about it. But hey, listen, live your best life. Turn up. Um, if I had a shoe game, um, a shoe collection, I would wear it. In eighth grade, I'd be out here like, look at these <laughs> these air pumps. <laughs> y'all, y'all remember British nights? I had British nights. My joints lit up. I don't know about you. And I also had the Reebok pumps. I had the Reebok pumps. I don't care. It made me feel like I was a ball player, like Monica Wright McCall. Um, so another love and basketball reference. There will be a love and basketball reference every episode of this podcast. I just want y'all I was to know. Just about to say you work in a love and basketball reference. I'm every show. I'm just waiting for the sequel to get made. But speaking of love and basketball, you like what I did there. Ah! Speaking of love and basketball, right now today on our show we're going to be talking about black love. <laughs> That was a drum roll for Black Love. It was actually just me uh, being really ridiculous for five seconds. But um, I have some special guests. I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary um, that is on OWN. It got so many views. It got picked up for a second season. So that means Black Love is popular. And today in studio, I have some very special guests. I have Ms. Cody Oliver, who is the executive producer and creator of Black Love. And director. And, oh, oh my bad, my bad. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take right. away none of your... N- listen, the, the ball right. and black girl magic is here. Today. She's like, okay, yeah, executive producer, creator. Oh, my bad. Uh, did you say director? Because that's... I'm getting these coins, 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 <laughs> coins. And I want all of them. Uh, Cody, Oliver, I'm not mad at you, Booja. What else did you... Did you, did you edit it, too? I did didn't. You? My husband played pretty much every other role except editor, but I directed it. He shot it. He did light. He did sound. It was the two of us all the time, plus an editor. That right there is a definition of black love because y'all are still together um, after all of that. Because I know what it's like being a group project. Y'all remember group projects? (laughs) It's just like, oh, professor, I did all the work. You better give her an F. (laughs) I was like, what are we talking about? So, Cody, we're going to talk to Cody. And I also have in studio, you know him as Kevin on stage. If you remember the scandal recaps. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, Mr. Scanner Recap himself. Mr. Kevin on stage is a very funny comedian. Also, you know him for his videos where he talks about just everything from faith to love to family and his two sons who he uh, nepotistically puts in movies. Absolutely. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even think that's a Joe word. Joe Jackson was a great model. <laughs> I'm going to call him Mr. Ball. Exactly. <laughs> you, Mr. Ball. Thank you. Hey, Kevin Fredericks, Mr. Kevin on What's up, Yvonne and Cody? It's great to, to see you guys. I'm and, so excited. And your wife is going to be joining us. My wife is on the way. She couldn't figure her Uber out. God bless her heart. I don't appreciate it's, you called her out. Like, I'm, I'm just setting her up. And she it's was, raining in L.A. That it's raining happen. in L.A., so you know that messes everything everything up and we're like what is this it wasn't her Uber that was messed up she was like ah my edges I gotta get back in the house I gotta get an umbrella she was like five seconds from the door she was like nah it's raining I gotta go back home edge control put in my purse let's (laughs) get now I'm ready but I wanna jump right into it because this is I I, I watched the first episode and if you guys have not watched the first episode guys it's on OWN you can probably find it on demand I'll probably find it online it's so like it was so beautiful because I I call myself a hopeful romantic um, because I don't believe in being hopeful Hopeless because then I want good as that. But no, I call myself a whole romantic because I, I like really believe in love. I really, I think love is beautiful. I think it's attainable for everybody and everybody can have it. So what prompted you, uh, Cody, to even want to create a documentary about black love? I would say it's super cool that you feel like, that you feel like it's attainable for everyone. Because for me, uh, the media was portraying this black marriage crisis for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, even going so far as saying that black women are the least desirable. Um, black Ooh. women. Yeah, it was, like, it was like black women and Asian men, right? Yeah. Like that we were the most. It of- was like on Twinder, Twinder, on Tinder, they're swiping. You know, you know she married Twinder? <laughs> what, <laughs> what is, what is, is what these apps? What are the kids like, calling these things? Horrible, horrible headlines about, you know, just how alone and we are and how we can't have happy relationships. And um, for me, at the time, I was 
was single. My parents were divorced. The divorce rate was high. It was like, damn, if the media is saying that black people can't do it and the divorce rate is high for everybody, like, what's the point? Um, I did not feel hopeful. Um, but I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted to get married. I wanted to have a family. Um, and a lot of my girlfriends felt the same way. It's, but worse, you know, bitter, sad. Like, it was, <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Um, and I saw when the Obamas got elected, I always say both of them, but when the Obamas <laughs> came to office, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's a grandma. It's a grandma. Grandma Obama got elected. Nana Obama. <laughs> Papa Obama. All, all the Obama when Bo, Bo Obama got elected. <laughs> Bring the dog and in the White the House. And the kids, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a whole family like, thing. When the family showed up at the White House, hey. we were all like, that's black love. That's yes. beautiful. They're amazing. They're so happy. The They're so now. strong. Yes. All of that. Yes. Yeah. Vaseline <laughs> intensive care was in the, was Is there the White House. Is in the White House right now? Is <laughs> that possible? You know that Waze had a Three bonnets right now. And a shower cap. And so I just felt like it was obvious that we needed to see that. It was obvious that not everyone could could sustain the hope like you. And, and hey, what did he ran on hope? He, he, yes, he, he did. did. That was his yes, platform. The audacity of hope. A hope yeah. that we can, a hope that we can believe in. Uh, yeah. And so I, I decided that I wanted to create a place where black love stories live. You Ooh. can never look around and say it doesn't exist because we were going I knew I wanted to create it. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to meeting Tommy at the time. He how did you guys a, meet? I want to hear about your love story. Yes. Okay. Incorporate all that into also how I will. Yeah. Well, okay. I will say this. First off, when we met and started dating, I told him about the idea right away. And he was like, cool, let's do it. Because he's a producer. That was before you all even like became an item. Well, we became an item hella fast. So I'll tell you that story. Okay. But yes. Yeah, because they're, they're like, their, their story is going to give you hope right now. So ladies, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> if you are in a five to ten year relationship <laughs> and bruh is still like, I don't know what we are. Listen, listen to Cody's story. You might look at him like, uh, what are we doing, Devontae? <laughs> I don't know if there are any Devontae's out there, but you're going to be there's like, but what? There's one. Sure. There's absolutely For one sure. who's getting his head pushed to the side right <laughs> but now. But Devontae, though, did you hear what Cody said? So, Cody, tell yes. us about your, your uh, hella fast love story. So, we met at the Toronto Film Festival. Okay. Tommy had written, produced, and directed his first film. Now, he produced films before that, but this was the first time he wrote and directed something. Um, we met at the Toronto Film Festival. We saw each other. So, I'm going to give you the story because I, Tommy loves this story. Okay. Okay. So. Because I think you curbed him, right? Uh, the opposite. Oh, Okay. He yeah. curved you. I'm getting like Y'all, eyebrows just, up. Just, over just, just, just Google no. Cody Oliver because she curb, a dime piece. Curb is strong, okay? But Google Cody Oliver because <laughs> I'm a dime piece. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. so what had happened was mm-hmm. um, we I, I was doing some work for Canon. Um, and we had a lounge with the Hollywood Reporter. The filmmakers were coming to the space and, like, take pictures and stuff. And so I, I walk in a little late at the time. I was working with another client. And um, I see, you know, this attractive man. I'm like, oh, hey, okay, black, you know, filmmaker here. Okay, hello. Okay. So I walk Because we're in Toronto now. Right. right. We're in Toronto. We're at this major film festival. Yeah. You don't see that every day. No. So I see this black filmmaker who is attractive. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Mr. Darcy, yes. I do the clap. So I walk over to like where he's talking to my colleagues, and I just, you know, hey, hi. <laughs> um, and he pays me no attention. And so then he walks, you know, he's politely done, and he walks away to a different part of the event. And I said to my colleagues, is he interested in the equipment? You know, Canon, does he live in L.A.? They said yes. I said, cool. So I get my card, and I walk over to him. And I'm like, hi, I'm Cody. I work with Canon. Uh, I heard you live in L.A. If you want to talk about the equipment in L.A., let me know. So that's game, y'all. First of all, in case y'all he, he, must, not, he must have missed that. Yeah. In he case y'all don't know it. what Cody just did, she was just like, "You can reach me by railway. You can reach me by airplane." Oh, Cody was serving it. She was like, "This is this is where I'm at." So you I, gave him your card. I was serving it. Okay. On. Okay. On a platter. Um. And yeah, he paid me. Like he was just like, "Cool. Nice to meet you." Right. Right. So we see each other two more times that day. This waving. Right. Yeah. But finally, it's like midnight party. Um, and uh, we run into each other. He's just come off this huge screening. Everyone's loving his movie. Did you see his movie? Did I hadn't seen it at okay. that point. So we're Did just you, chatting. You were like, F your movie. Right. I don't care about your movie. <laughs> I was working. I was <laughs> working. Don't you care about your movie? I'll watch it when I watch it. <laughs> Since you know what? I mean, we, this could be us watching it together on this canon. <laughs> but you right. But you, right. <laughs> but you playing. And so I said to him, now, okay, to be perfectly honest, like, I have, I'm cute. I know that. I knew that. But, like, the game I do not have. Mm-hmm. And so I was like. You're a flirt with no follow through like I was me? Like, basically. I'm a flirt with no follow through. I was like, I love funny. your shirt. Oh my god, I love your haircut. That's great. 
Bye. <laughs> Precisely. Because I got, I got nothing. I can't yeah. follow it up. I alley you the do you and I expect you to slam dunk. Okay, Yvonne, you have just completely encompassed like where I was coming yeah. from, right? Like I gave you the green light. I set that you could up. Be your debut album, by the way. Flirt with no follow up. The flirt with no follow up. That's a ring to it. That's a ring to it. I'm a flirt with no follow through. But baby, this could be me and you. You got it. I put you a single right now. That's a hook. That's a hook. Cardi B. I make bad moves. I make bad moves. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. So so to get to the end. So I basically we start talking and I'm like, hey, uh, when do you leave the festival? And he's like, we leave on Saturday. You know these ten day film festivals. Okay. He's like, we leave on Saturday. I said, uh, well, we leave on Wednesday night, but we don't work on Wednesday during the day. If you yeah. wanted to like chat, to which he replies. Are you hitting on me? Oh, Come on, man. Tommy. Tommy, wow. you ain't got no job. <laughs> wow. Man. Is that what he said? What did you say? Dude, I, I was like, uh, I don't know. That's all I had. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I what? Because it shouldn't have, you shouldn't have you to ask, up, you right? shouldn't have to ask the yes. question, bro. So whole trifling situation. So basically, somebody walks up and like, Tommy, I need you over here. I said, uh, he says to me, "Don't move," and I'm like, "Okay." I immediately go in the opposite direction. Wait, after right. he told you not to move, for you sure. left. Okay, for sure, great. for this, sure. I was like, "Cool, yeah, I'm this, there." This I'm is going to end well. Mm-hmm. And I immediately go in the opposite direction. Ten minutes later, he comes and he finds me in the party. We ended up, so this is usually where he takes over in the story. So okay. he is not here. I will be Tommy. Okay. So we end up talking that night mm-hmm. until 3 o'clock in the morning, the next night until 5 o'clock in the morning. The next day was Wednesday where we hung out until I flew back to L.A. I have, I have paused right there. Yes. Was part, did part of those conversations include why he was faking? Since y'all Actually, were, yes. Okay, what was what was his answer? What well, was, it, the answer was twofold. One, he was focused on work. Mm, aren't they all? Two, which I found out later, and I feel as though I can say this. I mean, we tell everyone. Y'all married with a kid. You Here can say we are, yeah. right? <laughs> the reality was he had broken up with someone the night before. Oh, so he was hurting. He wasn't Ooh, hurting. He bad, wasn't hurting. Bad oh, he, he was wasn't just, hurting? He was just like not even on that. Because I hear just when, like done. When dudes break up with a girl, they have like a, a minute. And Kev, you could probably speak to this later. They have a minute where they're like, I hate all women. It's like, what did we do? Yeah, he was just like. like I got married at 11. It was wrong, just so in no know. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kev, Kev got married out the womb. It was like, hey, girl, it's going to be me and you together forever. I haven't experienced It's like, this is us. It's like an episode of This Is Us. Okay, so he was. he was So he was just like. He would say he was focused on work. That's okay. what he would say. Okay. Right. So we hung out that Wednesday, and then I flew back to L.A. The next week, he came in town. We went on a date Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He would then That's say— a long date. He would, yeah, it was a few, a couple of those. So he then says that he called up five of his friends, and he said, unless something goes terribly wrong, I'm marrying this woman. There we go. He came back wow. home. Okay, let me just put he a— He came the, back home. Let me just— let me just, So, Cody. Okay, Yes, ma'am, yes. Cody, can I— I want to just jump in here real quick because I'm I'm listening to this beautiful love story as you guys got to know each other. Yes. And I I would say for me and the rest of my single friends, we haven't had these beautiful stories just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, does it? Do you find? I mean, you've talked to not only not only have your experience, but you're talking to a lot of different yeah, couples yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, does it always kind of have to be that we talk for every day for four hours, like? I would what about say, the staccato method hell where maybe no. it was every two days? Or, Cody was like, know, I was not productive for a whole week. She <laughs> <laughs> was like, I want I yeah. to reclaim my time. Wait, I will say two things about that. One, um, and Yvonne knows, you know, just seeing the first episode of the show, like one of the things that we was very important for us to capture, and we didn't have to work very hard to do it, was what we call the false starts the clumsiness of relationships, of getting together, the number of people who were like, so I gave him my number and he never called. Or, mm-hmm. you know, he told me he was seeing someone else. And then, you know, like, and vice versa, you know, women doing the same thing. So I would say, like, that's just a part of it. Yes. But it's, um, it's a thing that's possible. Because I, I also believe sure. that if it happens once, it can happen again. Yeah. I just yeah. believe that. Yeah. And so just to fast forward your story, it, you guys dated for six months. We moved in after three. We got engaged after six. And we got married a year later. 
And now they have what eleven month old. Yeah. Look at that so, baby. Y'all got that baby in early. They, they got that baby. Hey, they <laughs> we, no time. we we both knew what we wanted. Yeah. We wanted a family. And I think that's important because the reality is, and again, Kevin, I'll bring you um, and Melissa in. Um, when you all, when a man knows what a man wants. Listen. When a man loves a woman, there is no. Vaughn <laughs> sings as much as she I do. When a man. No, but I'm horrible at it. You guys. So am I. You no, man. Man. no man. Why would you do that on the podcast Sorry. about black? I'm um, black that. love. You See, would do this. This is how. This is this is like black uh, love demise. Like, <laughs> but no, it's like we don't have to like you know slide in your DMs and text for eight years. Right. It's true. like nah, boo. Like I'm ready. And if you if you if you ask me, I'm ready. <laughs> I have a, I have a jukebox in my mind. You do. This whole, this whole podcast is just gonna be me singing. But like I just I really honestly believe that it. I don't say it doesn't have to be that hard because obviously I've watched the first episode and I know mm-hmm. that like there are starts yeah. and stops. But for the most part, when everybody's on the same page, like it's like, bro, are we moving in the same direction? Let's make this happen. I 100% agree. But. But. Oh, a big having, mess you up every having, time. Having <laughs> interviewed over 80 couples, I will say we have observed numerous times the, the woman specifically having to say just that. What are we doing? Cause this is what I want. Is yeah. that what you want? Because some dudes just get comfortable, right? And they either are like, "Cool, I want that too," or they're like, "Nah." And then, but here's the thing: if they say, if, if a not a not has always been there, but they're not gonna be like, "Nah," let me tell you, "Nah," they are gonna just waste your life <laughs> until you're like, "But bro, what are we doing? We're doing? It's like, yeah. ah, what are we? Oh God, I thought you knew. No, you yeah. know what? <laughs> Stab yourself. Um, but I'm gonna bring. Can I? Can I? Go ahead, bro. Let me inter- I just want to interject real quick and ask a male uh, opinion here from yeah. Javon Stage. Yeah, uh, I was about to bring Kevin and Melissa in. I was just going to ask him if, from a male perspective, like, is the what are we conversation okay? Is that is that, is that kind of scary I, territory? Is it is it good to call it out? I think it's absolutely okay. I mean, in my experience, it, it, it wasn't what are we. It was me saying this is what we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, you can. Because it's a real man. Yeah, we're going to get on board, you know, but that's not the case all the time. You know what I mean? I have some close friends who, you know, the woman had to be like, look, mm-hmm. we're not going to do this right. year after year, mm-hmm. month after, you know what I mean? Like, we either go move forward, you know, like at this age, you know, this stage of my life, we are either, I'm looking to get married and yeah. start a family. So if you don't want to do that, you know, we can't just be chilling, you know, going half on the rent year after year because then we break up. And Next what? thing I know, I'm 37 and all my years when everything reclaiming was firm, my time. Reclaiming, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. So, but, it, you know, it's not even mean. It's like, if this isn't going to yeah. be what yeah. what, you, what I want, I've been cool. Save us both some time, both some time yeah. and yeah. let me still be fine. You know, <laughs> right? don't let me go out here with baggy eyes. And Melissa, before I bring you in, but Ross, you're, the fact that you even have to ask that question, because a lot of women are like, I mean, but can I? That scare, that, that fear. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you are afraid to ask a man a real question, that's a problem. There's a hole in that relationship. Yeah. Because, like, and Kev, please, by all means, stop me if I'm wrong, but it's like, you got to be able to be your yeah, complete absolutely. self yeah. and be like, yeah. bro, this is what I want. And why would you be afraid to ask a question, regardless of what the answer is, is how you feel. feel right? yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's not, it's, so, right. many, so many women put the onus on the dude. dude like, for sure. I mean, I mean, if he's cool with it, I'm cool. No, but what are you cool with? Right, right. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just right. a really big proponent of like, yo, let's all of us be one. Put our cards on the right. table. And, and if I find out that, you know what, you're not for right. me. Cool. cool. Right. God bless you. Stop wasting on time. Your way. But it is Yvonne, hard for I people. Think, I think you bring up a really good point, Yvonne. And, um, you know, I think you, you called it a hole in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I also just think before some women or some men even get to the point of working with a partner, being in a relationship, there's some kind of damage that's already done, either through society, through the images we're seeing, through our personal experiences, maybe through hurt we've had before, where, yeah, we're dating. A lot of women date out of fear or out of desperation, like who can take care of me, uh, who can help me, or I'm afraid, I'm afraid to ask the wrong question, or I'm afraid to believe, even when things are going well. You know, I've, a moment, I've had moments where I'm afraid to believe it's true or, or to really open myself up because I'm just waiting for it to come crashing down or waiting for someone to show me who they really are. You and- know, I think... And Roz, Maybe if you, before we get into the relationship, we we might need to really address like where are the holes in our psyche? Like, are we fully healthy walking into this thing, or 
fully op- how optimistic should we be? How protective of ourselves should we be? Like, is there a line? And to your point, I would say, if you haven't watched the first episode, y'all got to watch the first episode because the Viola Davis talked about how she was getting therapy yeah. before she met Julius. Mm-hmm. Julian? Julius? Julius. Julius. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was amazing. She talked about her credit. She sure talked did. about just like how <laughs> I mean, hey, Viola Davis who went and asked us out here was like, hey, about this 520 though. Right? Exactly. About yeah, 520 with the Oscars? I mean, about this, no, no, before. 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 Oh, oh, before. <laughs> you know, the gold helps. <laughs> the gold helps. Just go cool a little bit. I know the people are going to be like, now nah, before you accept this, <laughs> go ahead and put this on your collection. <laughs> go ahead and put this on freecreditscore.com. <laughs> no, but like she talked about like getting herself ready. Getting her, yes, and, and getting up the nerve to say that to, to her him. man, yeah. Yeah. to which he replied, "That's well, I'm not even going to use yeah. it." You got to watch. But he, you know, he was like, "That's okay. We can use up my credit." Like yeah. that's how serious he was about this relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, and so those scary conversations become a lot less scary when you have somebody who wants to be in it with you and you can trust them. But Melissa, I'm gonna bring mm-hmm. you all in real quick because I want to hear about y'all lost there because mm-hmm. I've, I've told I told the listeners that you guys got married at um, eleven years old. Uh huh. Yep. We were like twelve, <laughs> <laughs> plus or minus six months. Uh, yeah, you, know. you know, twelve. So how did y'all like? What is your love story? Because you, you know we see y'all on the gram, Mr. Kevin on stage, Mrs. Kevin on stage. And I, I be double tapping because I, I want to sew into my future, but <laughs> but sometimes I do be like, really, <laughs> really though. Um, so what was your inception? Um, our love story, how it began. Yeah. So Kevin and I met in high school, eleventh mm-hmm. um, grade, and we were actually both dating other people. Mm. So um, the interesting thing is neither one of us were happy in our other relationship. And so we actually came together as friends complaining about the relationships that we were I, in. You got to be I'm, careful I'm, the one that, that stands right dead. by. You got to watch out for that one. I'm going to pause right quick. Like, what is this thing about being in relationships that you're not happy in, but you both stay? I what, know. It's really, I don't know can why. Can y'all speak to that as adults now? Because hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm. I mean, we were 16, 15 at the time, so we, you know, relationship yeah. is a loose term. We, <laughs> yeah. when, when nobody has a car, you keep that bus pass. <laughs> that bus true. pass love. That's true. Okay. But, you know, in, in high school, it feels real, though. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So we thought we were in some real relationship. You know, and actually, um, part of the reason I got out of that relationship, which is actually something I think everyone, man or woman, should should kind of evaluate when you're going into a relationship or what are your absolutes. Mm. And the guy that I was dating at that time, he checked off none of my, he was everything I didn't want, um, everything I didn't want in a spouse. He was, um, he wasn't saved. I go to church. He wasn't handsome. Um, he wasn't. <laughs> Let's not, like, like uh, <laughs> not like your boy. Not like your boy. Holly boy. Kevin got that good teeth. <laughs> yeah, he does, I, I got that, too. I got it that Obamacare. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think those are just, the, you know, when you look at someone long term, you want to make sure they're checking off the boxes and are aligning with you. I think we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Make sure we're going down the same path together. Mm-hmm. And we, it was never going to work. Oh not then, mm-hmm. not now, not ever. So y'all, she said, not ever. Not forever, ever. Forever, ever. So y'all met 11th grade. 11th grade. Y'all, y'all, y'all go to prom at any stage? We did. We were both prom king and queen. Oh, and wow. so she won it outright, grade. though. I tied with somebody else. So, she so I was like, hold on. People were just voting for you outright, knowing that I'm your boyfriend. They're like, ah. <laughs> But John Christopherson. Like, what? John Christopherson? <laughs> we together. So, no, John I, no, John Christopherson had the sash. I was like, I'm taking the crown. <laughs> You ain't gonna have me looking back 20 years talking about I was the I king with just not. the sash. The crown is mine. If you wanna pull up, pull up. Wow. But yeah, we were promising. John king. is happily married right now. Hey. Right. Call him hey. Still don't understand how you got half of my Listen, opinion. the comments made by Kevin on stage are solely his own and not a representation of the vulgar <laughs> You better make it play. We don't, have no, we don't want no problems being <laughs> Um, okay, so y'all went to prom yes, together. Yes, went to prom. Still in high school. But no, they, oh, we, we were dating, dating by, by that time. Okay, cool. But yeah. this is 12th grade, so okay. we were dating by that time. Um, Kev followed me to college. Ooh, where'd you, uh, where'd you go? We went to the University of Washington in Seattle. And y'all lived where? In, um Tacoma. Tacoma, Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, okay, not too far. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Yeah. Um, and then Kev proposed when we were sophomores in college. What? Mm-hmm. Trying to get married that summer for financial was, aid benefit. I was like, let's just... <laughs> Look, if we can finish this off, you we do, can file. You do what people do in big cities. So, I mean, if we just live together, yes. we don't have to pay the rent. That's you, double you rent. You know what? It's going to be cool. But I mean, I'm going to be over here anyway. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But did you love it? No, I'm not. I, don't I, I, you, 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 can't, you can't take back a dap. You already you hit my hand. You can't. 
There's no take back. So wait, so you were like, babe, I got, I got to play this. Tell me that's not how you propose. Like, no, that's no. not how I propose. Okay, great. But I was just, once I proposed, I was like, when we were talking about setting a date, mm-hmm. I was like, how's Friday <laughs> of next week? Of next week. Let's, but it was, you know, that was a benefit. That wasn't the only Were you reason. ready? Did you know, right. like, you could be In my husband? mind, I was absolutely 100,000% And 100, you know what's interesting is ready. I absolutely feel that our story is the exact opposite that even with, to your research, um, because I wasn't sure. And you I didn't sure know. If he was the one. No, well, I wasn't sure. I knew I wanted to be with Kevin. I felt like we were sophomores in college. I felt like I was really young. Um, Kev told me he loved me first. I was all, there was a time I wanted to break up with Kevin. He was like, okay, so listen, either we are, we aren't. Oh, we, I was like, it. nah. She tried to break up with me, and I was like, eat the cake out of me. I was like, wait, what? I was just like, nah, you just need some space. I'm gonna go get some chicken nuggets. I'll see you tomorrow. But you know what? We're not breaking That's up. That's a real dude. I don't appreciate it because I know I'm, I'm I'm that kind of chick that like that might need somebody to yoke yeah. me up. Right. Like, right. But no, right. what we're not gonna do is break up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're not gonna so break. Like That's that. not an option. She okay. was like, we need some space. I'll go back to my dorm room. Dime and I'll see you. And I'll see you tomorrow. We ain't gonna break up. You know what? You need some space. Um. I'm give you 24 hours. Right, right, right. I'll be right, right back tomorrow. So that's what he said to you. Okay, Wait, I need see. to know how long before you guys actually got married. So you proposed sophomore year. Yeah. And we, we got did. married at the end of our junior year. So oh, it was, okay. I proposed Not on long. Easter Sunday in <laughs> sophomore year. So it was about 15, 60. Yeah, about a year and a half between the engagement or the proposal. Did you have a ring or was it like an aluminum I foil? I had a ring. It wasn't expensive. Ring. I was about to say it wasn't was, much. It was like a step above it aluminum was $99? foil. Ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine. That cubic zirconium. Bro, I don't That's think it was. I think it was a piece of broken glass <laughs> that just fell into a dope shape. And they were like, if you don't look close, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I picked it out at the PX. It was legit ninety nine dollars. Like I'm not no tax on no, a military you, base. No tax. And that was a lot of money to me at the time. I'm sure. But, that uh, was ramen yeah. noodles for 10 more days. Like, <laughs> girl, I, yo, I'm, I'm going to get married to you, but I got high cholesterol <laughs> and high sodium because I've been eating these chicken ramen noodles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, so you got married after like pretty much a year. Um, yeah, we we were dating by that time for probably five years. Three years. We started dating at sixteen. We got, we got engaged year. at Six. nineteen and, and we married. married at she 21. was twenty. Wow. I was twenty one. She was twenty when we got married. I have so many questions. Okay, <laughs> Cody about to do season two of Black Love right now. We okay. live in LA. If you have, if you need some people, <laughs> no, no, I think I think we might have to make this happen. Um, but wait, so you said you weren't sure in the mm-hmm. way that he was. Mm-hmm. So what did it take for you? Um, you know, it was going down my um my natural personality is to be um, I overanalyze. I can be a little heady, mm-hmm. um, and going down my list of who this man is, who I envision myself with. Are we aligned? Do we have similar goals? Um, he's a Christian man. He treated me well. Um, I had no complaints. And so, and I loved him. It was just the idea of, you know, you're just young and making that step. You're spending it's your scary. life with you're, I'm making a life commitment. Yeah. And marriage is serious, you know, yeah. and it's not something I want to take lightly. And I didn't. Um, so when I said, when he proposed, I was caught off guard. But when I said yes, I meant yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did okay. I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So you, well, you said, yeah, like that, that. the space was not that day. This was a different. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so yes. now I have, I have a kind of a follow-up question because, Cody, I'm going to bring you back in because mm-hmm. I know, you know, we talked off air about like where Melissa was talking about being equally yoked mm-hmm. and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And I know right now you and Tommy, t- tell me a little bit more. I mean, we're going to put everybody's business on the street. <laughs> Y'all know I ain't got no business with that in the street because I'm single. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Well, so Tommy grew up in the church. Um, we both did. But um, as far as, uh, so he is, he's agnostic. Mm-hmm. And so that is definitely different from where I am. You know, I definitely, uh, period, point blank, believe in God. I'm spiritual. Um, so we're very different there. So how did you know going, like, because I know a lot of people uh-huh. who are like, ah, but if you don't pray like I pray, like how can mm-hmm. you be that in my household? And, you know, like right. whatever, like how did you know that you could trust this man with your future yeah. if you felt like, ah, good, lots of great things about him, but mm-hmm. like this one, like Melissa said, like non-negotiables. Or, like, yeah, I would say for us, shared values. Like it never came up as a negative in this. Like it never came up as like we didn't think enough alike and share the same values and the way that we treat people and and value people and each other. Like it it was just never, there was never a misstep there. Like I'm not even Mm. sure we talked about it explicitly until later. Mm -hmm. After you were married? No, 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 not after we were married, but probably before we were married. But it it wasn't like, that was not a deal breaker for me. For you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. It was more of like, okay, how how are we how do we think about the way that we love the way that we treat each other and the way that we treat others yeah right and we were on the same page about that got it um so yeah for us that was not a deal breaker and has that have you run into any hiccups in your uh, we gonna talk about it you know the people need <laughs> answers you can follow up when you want hey it's not when you're flirting but when you're holding a podcast I know my gift I'm an interviewer my calling is set um, but as far as like in your marriage have there been any times where you're like I just really wish this man could just like take my hand and pray and calm me down or or anything I don't you know. know what I would say no to that specifically because I feel like um, I'm able to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like Tommy's mm-hmm. like, oh, don't talk to me about God. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not it at all. <laughs> um, so so for me, I feel like when when that is needed, when I need like I'm able to do that. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just say no to that specifically. So what is it that you said that you would say if that's not the if that's not the issue. The what, yes. what is the. OK, I see where you're. I will. I will. Uh, mm-hmm. look, I'll be listening. Listen, y'all. Here's the thing. I, I will say I'll say where the biggest hiccup is. I don't want to go too deeply into it only because he's not here. That's, that's fair. fair. Enough. Tell me. Protect you listen, your king. Yeah. yeah. Protect and I would your say king. issues are are where we don't see eye to eye right now is is death. Death. Mm. Okay. Like, Where what do happens? you go? Yes. And so that is that is, that is proven interesting. Okay. That's fair. And there are some women who are listening. Was like, see, that's the reason why I can't. <laughs> yes. But at the for same sure. time, you got to know what what it is for you. Yeah. Right. And I, I do want to reference one thing, sort of as like I guess a metaphor. But um, we did an interview, and actually now it was, it was announced that we did this already. But we interviewed uh, Kirk and Tammy Franklin, mm-hmm. and I, I would say. We didn't, we certainly knew, like, his profession, mm-hmm. right. but we didn't know, like, I guess how uh, publicly backstory. imperfect he was. Yeah. Or is. He yes. kept it a He's amazing. Yes, he yeah, he yeah, they're, they're amazing. And so um, we had a lot of conversations with them, but one of the things that touched both of us, me and Tommy, which, you know, so you know we're talking to Kirk Franklin and Tammy Franklin, and you know Tommy's agnostic. So one of the things that touched both of us, both of us that they said was he makes it a point, or they make it a point, like, to treat her as though her father is in the room. Mm. Now, now like, we're talking about like heavenly her, father or like my or, daddy, daddy. Either way, right? Okay. To a certain extent, that can apply in so many ways mm, because you're, you're, you you treat that. your spouse as though their that their father is watching. Mm-hmm. And but, for you as an individual, that might be. But God. some people have daddy issues. So. I mean, but sure. at a certain sure. time, sure, there's you know, at night it's not because I don't know what dad. Sure, no, I hear you. There's just some things hey, daddy, I would be like you, if your dad you turn was around? there, he would just right. Right. be like turn her upside down. Why her feet on the ceiling? But even with God, right? Even with God, y'all still doing those same things. You're not necessarily saying, "Boo, I love God is in the room with us." Like you're not saying that, right? You know, your name really flows. I don't like that it might take somebody thinking somebody's father or a disciplinarian or someone who's judging is in the room for them to treat somebody right. It so isn't like, about disciplinarian. That, that bothers me just because it's like you need a motivation to do it as opposed to it just coming naturally to want to, you know, uplift this partner of yours. Well, I'll say this about that. Maybe uh, Melissa and, and Kev can speak to this, too. So I, I definitely don't mean it as so as though a disciplinarian is there. But I mean, there's there's. 
when you're when you're married, I think that you one of the other things we talked about with a, with one of our couples is uh, you you can take each other for granted, mm-hmm. right? Like, it can become very yeah, easy to be, like, to just say something out the side of your mouth because, like, you spend all your time with this person. Like, yeah. it can be very easy to do that. Yes. If you are, mm-hmm. if your foundation is religion, if your foundation is God, um, I think that that adds an element of uh, there is a presence that is important to you to honor. Yeah. Even when your spouse is on your nerves. Yeah. Listen. And so mm-hmm. when they said that to us about, you know, the, your father's in the room, and they were they were re- referencing God. I mean, mm-hmm. that's who they are. Mm-hmm. But it spoke to us um, because, number one, like I have this – first off, my dad died before Tommy and I met. Uh, so there's an element for me of like, you know, uh, us being on the same page about if there's a, a presence that you respect and that you are always trying mm-hmm. to honor, mm-hmm. whether that's my daddy, mm-hmm. whether that's God, whoever that is for us. You know, then if you keep that in mind, yeah, yeah you're probably still going to say the wrong thing sometimes. You're going to pop off at the mouth. But then you, you, you're you reminded right. that it is bigger than you. Yeah. And it's this accountability. In right. fact, I feel yeah. like if more people had an authoritarian figure in their mind, a right. lot of mess wouldn't go right. down. Right. And for a lot of people, that is God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I have, yeah. I have. I, and we you have know a, what? Some people don't have it. Like, like I feel, I feel that completely. For a lot of people, you know, that it might be religion. It might be God that, that's helping them put into perspective their relationship, but mm-hmm. maybe I'm just thinking about my group. Maybe it's my group of friends. Maybe we need to, you know, get our lives together. But um, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I got, a, I got a lot more friends whose, like, relationships are honestly being, like, influenced by, like, social media. You know, I Girl, wish they were. Well, that sounds like a problem. That sounds like, oh, my uh, God, that relationship sounds like goals. therapy. Yes. No, and I don't say that in, like, yeah. a bad way. I sure. really, I, listen, I'm pro-therapy. As you can see, I play a character named Molly who <laughs> probably should go back to therapy because she missed a couple episodes of therapy and she's making bad decisions out here. But God bless it. Watch Insecure every Sunday night at 1030 on HBO. Yeah. Message. But, um, but no, I mean, I think if you, like you said, if, I mean, what do you, what? because you are, a, you work for, you know, a guy who's always on social media and you're yeah. always on social media and you guys are mm-hmm. what some people would call couples goals, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you think about people even trying to emulate your relationship Look, via social media? Don't we, do it. we Listen. We got a book in the works. We got a book in hey, the works. How Talking to- just about that relationship mm-hmm. goals and this thing. Like, we, we use this example of, like, posting a selfie, right? You, mm-hmm. The, the yep. selfie you post is the 46th picture yep. you took. I yep. know, because I know, hate selfies. Yeah, and it got, people it like, it's, it's filtered, it's, you know, adjusted or whatever, and people think that because we post, you know, we went to Paris over over the summer. And I saw the like, Apple Tower in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, people see that, right? And it's like, oh my God, I want to be mm-hmm. on the, the river sin together with my yep. love and like. With my boo. Yeah, we, it, we took us 16 years. Well, and I think we, that's the point is that people insert, they see a picture and they insert the story. Yeah. And what you don't I'm no. actually very cautious about hashtag goals on relationships and things like that. You know, Cody, you earlier said you liked that, you know, you're talking with couples that that are keeping it real. Like, we're not perfect, you know, like mm-hmm. Absolutely. And hashtag I think... goals on relationships, pedestal, putting people's relationships on pedestals. Right. I think you have to be very careful with I think there's a lot of beauty that comes in it, like the way we talk about the Obamas. But, you know, even the Obama's ain't perfect. For right? sure. Nobody right. is. Right. But, I think, but, understand. but I think that's what Melissa was trying to get to. So, like, you were, to your point, where were you, where were you trying to? So, the, you know, we insert the story um, that we see behind the picture. Mm-hmm. And what you don't know, if I'm using me and Kevin an example, we had a great time in Paris. But what you don't know is. Y'all fought, didn't you? Y'all fought on the plane? No, we didn't. <laughs> but I'm going to even go, I'm going to go further back. I'm going to insert it, my own story. Yeah, insert your own story, right. But the thing is, what's interesting is the. You know, all these years later, we just told our story. My love story is my favorite love story, but Kev's been fired before. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't know that. Right. We've been broke before. We moved out here on a prayer and a dream. No money, no, jo- you know, no, no direct deposit. No, came no direct deposit. You know what I mean? You don't understand. <laughs> you insert your mm-hmm. own romanticized story yeah. and you don't know. Yes, we're in Paris. We had a great time there, but you don't understand what it means so to us to be yeah. there because of everything we've gone through to get there. But mm-hmm. what I appreciate too about the documentary Black Love is that you all showed the good, bad, the upside uh, right. in between. And but still, the couple stay yeah. and I think a lot of people are mm-hmm. like 
black love means we're happy all the yeah. time oh and then there's gosh. no problem no, and God, we are no. ghosts. But it's just like you had couples who had going through some real things. And to be clear, you've only seen the first episode. I know. And the first episode is the happiest episode. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because the mm. life sent it. Yeah. And so it's it's the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's it was so important to us to talk to couples from beginning to end, like how yes. you met all the way to how you are now, where you are now. And also, whatever we are sharing on the show, when you're watching it and someone's telling you when they were broke, mm-hmm. when somebody knocked on their door and said, you need to leave your house because you don't own it anymore. Right. You know, or when somebody said, I, um, I think I gave my wife an STD. Um, like, you're looking at two people who are together, mm. right? So so we show you the bad or the tough, whatever, mm-hmm. the challenges, but you're looking at two people who are together, and what you can know about our show is that we're going to tell you how they got there. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like in Insecure, the last episode, or two episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, episode five. Sundays, um, HBO 10, 35. 10, 30. HBO Go, HBO Now. But Molly's parents, like, they're having this you know, renewing other vows after mm-hmm. so many years and you take that picture and they're all gray and, and people love that. And Molly didn't even know, like, you know, there was, you Somebody know, 22 years out. ago, yeah. there's something yeah. happened and you like, you know, and the people are cool. You know, the parents are cool. And that's <laughs> they how they, it is. <laughs> Melissa and I had a whole situation. There was like, I'm talking about before Paris, there was a dark six months, mm-hmm. dark nine mm-hmm. months. Now, every day in that time period is not mm-hmm. bad, but there's some times where I ain't really talking to you mm-hmm. and, and scoot over out the bed. I'm not sleeping on the couch, you know, because we I, I pay as well. But, <laughs> but you, I, I bind that couch. Yeah, there. I'm not sleeping on the couch, but you can feel the coldness between For each sure, other. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's been, you know, so there's times where it took a long time yeah. to get out of this, this situation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and you're, not, you're still taking a picture at your son's birthday during that time. Yeah. And we're mm-hmm. smiling that day. That may be a good day, but over Overall, maybe 08 wasn't the best year right, right, overall yeah. in the yeah. marriage. but and, and people don't see that. And we don't take a picture when we just finished arguing. Right. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but you, yeah. Hey, girl, hey girl let's, take, let's post this selfie. Right. He just, me mugging. Kev just pissed me off. Hashtag goals. Ain't nobody posting that. No, I, I have no. a question. Somebody um, somebody said, and this was a couple that, that had been married for like years, and they were a young couple. And he said the reason why a lot of like black people don't get together is because there's no R&B music. And he was kind of joking, but he was like like reducing it to, he's like, no, people aren't missing each other no more. Like, don't leave. 90s yeah. R&B yeah. was vulnerable. <laughs> Wait, what, 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 was that, what's, the, what's the one thing that went away? Nay who? See, people with abs ain't nay They too cool to, to do that. But he, was, but he was being serious. He was like, he was saying in like, yo, back in the 90s, it was cool to have a love, love. to miss a love. And be to, heartbroken. And be heartbroken yeah. and want that love yeah. back. Now yeah. is I beat the beat the what? Right. You know, right. like, if they ain't looking, I don't want her. Right. So what do you all think about that? Like, is, is there some truth to that? I mean, I know we're joking, but like, do you think that's, cause that's reflective in how people even consider dating now? Well, you are asking married people. Yeah. I am. So there's that. Uh, so to that. But, yeah, but you, you, you just got married. You were single right. five seconds ago. So. <laughs> you know what? That's the problem, man. We've been married, married two and a half, almost three years. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. But you yeah. are asking married girls. No, single. But I, but I mean that ago. because, like, well, first off, Tommy and I are huge R&B fans, right? right. Like yeah. 90s r Like Tommy don't even like new music. It's like boys to men. That's all I want to hear. Yeah. Um, but so you ladies, know. get yourself a man who loves boys to men <laughs> for real. If you don't know who they are, then he not the one. By the no. way, Daniel Caesar new album is is as '90s R&B as it get. He actually oh, has yeah. Nehu and he got the love <laughs> song. You're the coffee in my morning type of. You're the oh. coffee in my coffee morning. Coffee in my morning. Nice. The title on my head hurt. Nice. I was like, that's what I'm saying. That's the love song. <laughs> is you he know. single? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna hit him up. Hey, um, if you want to come on the, uh, the podcast, Walker <laughs> Magic, uh, Black Love Part Two. Um, but what were you gonna say? Lord, I don't forgot now. Well, one thing, <laughs> we were talking about social media. I think what we do on social media that I don't think we did 10, 15 years ago is we have this persona that we are portraying on mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. that we're trying mm-hmm. to, you know, sometimes live up to that really isn't us. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we had that mm-hmm. as much 10, 15 years ago. True People story. were just who they were. Now I got my Twitter persona, my Snapchat persona. And, you know, we do kind of follow athletes and, and you know, singers and stuff like that. And it's not as common to be like, man, I just love this girl for 15 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. That yeah. don't, you know, that's not a single that's popping on the radio like it was in 95 so I think it's more social media gives us that tendency to make it seem like we are somebody we aren't yep. yeah. and in the DMs we're crying and why are you leaving girl and then on Twitter you're curving them and blocking them and things like that so mm-hmm. I think that might play into it you got the picture looking way over yonder like whatever guy has for me, right. for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. why are you at the beach looking, looking exactly. away exactly exactly um, now before we wrap we, we do have a, I'll, I'll get to this one question uh, it says how do you know when you've met the one 
Now, I know you all are all married. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you could talk about from your perspective or from people that you know. But that's that's real. How do you know, do you know? when you met the one? I'll, I'll speak first because I knew before she knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was We were in college. And in college, you are planning your life out. You know, I'm in my second year, two years I'll be out. What do I want to do? At the time, I was in Air Force ROTC and <laughs> I got kicked out of that because I refused to wear the uniform and do the workout. So I was like, man. To be honest, I was a ride or die. You were. <laughs> and the crazy thing is we grew up military, so I was just like, okay, I'm going to the military because you can't get fired. At least I'll have a house, health insurance, and a job. I won't get paid crazy, but I'll have somewhere to live. So anyway, long story short, I was like, I don't know exactly what I want to do mm-hmm. when I leave college, where I'm going to work, where I'm going to live, what type of job I'm going to have. I don't even know what my major is. I know that whatever I want to do, I want her to be by my side when I do it. And that's how I knew I wanted to get married because I knew whatever this happens in 2005, that fall, I want her to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I knew at least. Was there a feeling? Was there like, how do you how it did you just, know that you wanted her? It was just, well, we, we had been together for years by then. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, man, everything I do, everything I want to do, everything I dream about in, in my mind, we're doing that together. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you know, having kids, going to church, whatever, like we're doing that, all that stuff together. And, and, and I can't imagine anybody else. And honestly, I, it, growing up, I was never the guy to have juggle a whole bunch of girls and things like that. And, it, and really in college, it was very unusual because that's when people are like, I'm at my mom's house. I'm about to, you know, see what For I'm sure. like. And just yeah. and I was just like, I don't want none of that. <laughs> because eventually I knew, eventually after all that period ends, Everybody's gonna want to settle down for the most part. So then, why don't just settle so down? So if right? I find my person, I, what do I need to go wild out for four years just to waste? You know, eventually, what if I lose her? Now I don't have her. Now I'm settling for somebody else. You got a so, grandfather? I was gonna say, <laughs> I think you're, you're you're pretty rare. I, I, I am, I am, I am, and I don't mean that That's as a bragging thing. I just mean that as I was like, I I I don't need to I don't need to see nobody else. Mm-hmm. I don't need to try no no no. But thing. I feel like a lot of dudes. I, I think I think a lot of dudes have that same sentiment, mm-hmm. but they but just, later, but, but not even later. I think they have it in them, but yeah. like in their mind, what's What's, you feel like as a, I'm gonna tell you, you as a man, your royal oath. Yeah, you feel for like sure. that. For as sure. a, a lot of my boys said that to me, like, "Bro, you tripping? We in college? You tripping? You should be out smashing all these mm-hmm. people." And then later on, one by one, man, Kev, I want what you got. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you could have had it. Could have had it. You had a girl. You know what I mean? Like, you out here trying to be something you're really not. And honestly, a lot of times, men, we be trying to do something that we think men are supposed, supposed to, to do. do. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, you know, we learn from our older brothers and our uncles, and they treat women wrong. Yeah. And we we aspire to be them. So we end up making those mistakes and they're not really who we are. We yeah. just try to be like those guys that we looked up to. And we know that that's not how you're supposed to be. That's but why a lot of dudes are mad confused with the whole Jay-Z 444 album. I'm going to tell you what it is. <laughs> they're like, like what? what? Men don't want to admit it. We spend more time trying to impress other men mm-hmm. than other women. Mm. And that's Ooh. where we mess up. We're so busy trying to be cool to our boys mm. and, oh, I, I did this and I, you know, and we, if we could just prove that to one woman, we would be happy. Mm. But our boys are like, yeah, I respect you. But they, like Daniel Caesar said, you ain't the one laying in the bed with me at night. The, I'm not laying in the bed with you, so I don't care if my boy thinks I'm cool. I'm not trying to snuggle with him. He got a beard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we playing Madden, but I'm not trying to like, hey, man, you went to Netflix with your boy? What'd you think of? You know, I'm not trying to watch no love stories on repeat with my boy. You so. want to watch Naked with me today? Right? <laughs> it's a weird proposition. <laughs> so, Cody, I know we, we about to wrap yeah. up, guys. So, uh, how do you know How do you know when you found the one? I mean, I would say it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I've interviewed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me... Uh, it was day three. It was that last day in Toronto for us. And I we had talked for nights and, you know, hours for three nights. And um, the last thing that I asked him before I left was like, because I knew he was a filmmaker and I didn't really want to be with a filmmaker. And <laughs> I was like, what are your goals? Like outside of, you know, movies, tell, still telling stories, like what is it that you want? And he was like, I want to be the best dad ever. Oh, my gosh. I I'm a good man, and I ain't even use that line. <laughs> I'm absolutely you're stealing gonna, that, and I have been saying that, that my whole life. You're going to steal it? I am. I want to be the best. My kids are 11 and 8, and I'm going to steal that. That's amazing. That yeah. Delete this from the podcast. Yeah. Delete this from the podcast. <laughs> so I, <can> <laughs> I, I saw you in your black father shirt, I, I so I know. I, that wow. is a great... 
And so That's at good. that point, did that you start lactating? Sure. Did you drop for it over? Sure. Everything. Did, was there an egg? I, that I, was got, I got pregnant in that moment. In that moment. I went to girl. I got pregnant right now. I'm pregnant. I'm married. It's an immaculate conception. Wow. So he said, I want to be the best dad. Not even the best husband. Did that not scare you? He said that. No, it didn't. It didn't because I wanted, I knew I wanted kids. You know what I mean? So I wanted to be with someone who that was important to. So that was like the moment that was like, well, I would say, I was like, okay, this could work. And so when we got that next week, when we went on our first date in LA, I was like committed to having the tough conversation, meaning to being like, okay, like, what do you want for your life? Like, I wasn't sure if it was game. Right. I wasn't. Right. Right. I felt all them things, but right. I was like, okay. Right. After the butterflies go <laughs> Who away. Who taught like, him this? Yes, yes. <laughs> Where, what what, matter, tr- what matter? trickery is right. this? Right. So that first night, I was like, so, like, what do you, like, I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Right. What do you really want? Use what does that words. look like? Why? What are you thinking? How was your growing up? You know, like, right. all of that. And we were on the same page. And so it was kind of done, though. I love it. And Melissa, why don't you round us out? Uh, okay, the moment I knew, see, I've been thinking about this, and <laughs> I'm. I, well, what separated Kevin from all the others? That was a better question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just stopped an argument. Yay! Listen, oh, so y'all you already know. No, 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 no. no. So you, you didn't know. <laughs> see, this, this is black love. This is real, yeah, real love. love. Real we should, we should have a Mary J. Blige intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm searching for, for real though. Um, what separated Kevin? It's just who he is, to be honest. I, I, I only dated a few people before him, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. But I knew that one of the things my mom always told me growing up was, "You want my? I, I have no daddy issues. I have an amazing father." And when I looked at Kevin, I saw qualities of my dad: mm. someone who could stand up and take care of the house, and take care of me, and treated me like a queen, and did all the things I saw my dad do to my mom. Mm. And I said. That's what I'm getting emotional thinking mm. about. It's okay. You can because cry. You should he, cry. Al- he also forced you into it, girl. He, he told, did. He cry. told me you're not gonna leave me. I'm not gonna leave. I didn't have much options. Um, but for me, those were again, and maybe I'm just one of those like logical type pre- people. Mm-hmm. You're marking off the things that I find are important mm-hmm. to me. Got it. And when I see my dad, that's who I see as you know a, a figure that is a great man mm-hmm. and this is a person that can measure up to that. One and, thing and I be- want to say before uh, we close. Okay, because I was I was gonna come back to you for one question. Uh, okay. One thing that that I don't talk about often but was absolutely instrumental is my dad who, who um he's actually my stepdad technically, mm-hmm. but he married my mom when she had three kids mm-hmm. and Loved her. My mom is disabled. She's like legally blind. She cannot see. Donna <laughs> Goodall reference. Um, but he showed me how to love a woman as a kid. Like he never was like, never, I never saw them argue. He never lost his temper. You know, he showed me how to love somebody. And I think what happens is not just black people, just in general, there's a lot of, because there's, you know, like you were talking about earlier, Cody, the divorce rate is high and there's not a lot of love. A lot of times kids don't have the example mm. to watch. They haven't watched somebody treat a woman right day in and day out their whole childhood. I'm talking about from like first grade to high school. I'm like, oh, this is how you treat a woman. So I know how to treat one when I have one. And it's not the person's fault growing up. If they don't have a dad or their parents are divorced or they're in a, you know, a terrible relationship, they don't have a good example from which to learn from. So who do they turn to? Their friends, movies, Mm -hmm. whatever. You get that insight from them. So I think part of the reason I was able to be a, a, a potential husband for her is because I had a dad who did the same thing. And that's what I'm passing on to my kids. Like, this is how you, this is how you love a woman. This is how you raise a family. This is how you do these things for your children. So now they can hopefully pass that on to their kids. Or if they don't, I know they at least watched that happen growing up and they can't say, well, my dad was tripping. And I just like real quick, I know, I know, I know my producer looking like we got to give them. (laughs) But, um, you know, a lot of people treat relationships like they treat Jesus. Like I'm gonna come to Jesus when I get myself together. Now, because you didn't have anything in right. life mm-hmm. not, not anything right um, <laughs> emphasize uh, the, anything. the anything what do you say to those dudes who are like I mean you know once I just get myself together well, here's you know, the then thing. I, I can be a better man here's for. the thing I had the qualities I have now I've always had right Copy. like hard work wasn't me working doing stand up and working at Art of Digital and doing YouTube videos it was me Riding my bike to, to Burger bike. King in the rain, in the rain every day, yep. all summer in the night. Good riding money by, to buy your like own that, car. that ability to never be late to a you know minimum wage job, and and you know getting good grades in high school and college, and mm-hmm. working full time and taking full course load. On, you know what I mean? Like that quality is the same quality. It just I had to grow.
grow into that being a uh, you know minimum wage yeah. job into something else. Mm-hmm. You know, the way I talk to my mom is the way I talk to Melissa, the way I treated my sister. You know what I mean? So you have to see that person where they are now. Like, I know he ain't making no money now, but mm-hmm. he's ambitious. I was doing stand-up in high school. I did in my first one. I was writing plays. Like, I was out there going as hard as I could. After, it was just not reaping any monetary mm-hmm. benefits. But I treated those things as if they were going to be multi-million dollar properties. And now I'm just in a place where these things are starting to come to fruition more in like a, a monetary way. So it's pretty much a character thing. It's a Absolutely. Yeah. And two, can you slide your grandfather? <laughs> and time, time, time. You said what? All right, so. Wait, what about Rock? I'm going to do it. I got it. Okay. All right, so. Guys, I just want to say thank you all so much um, for just being here. I feel like we could have had this conversation for like eight hours. My favorite topic. We're probably going to have a Black Love every month. Yeah. Um, yes. Why not, right? A Black Love episode? Absolutely. Vulgar yeah. Magic features Black Love. Absolutely. Y'all are welcome back. Um, and hey, watch it every Tuesday at... No, Saturday. Saturdays. Saturdays at nine. Every Saturdays at nine on OWN. How many episodes? There's four in this in this season. We now have a second season. season. And I out to you, Cody. Oliver. And I already told them I'm gonna come back for second for season two with my Boaz. <laughs> All right, yes. Boaz. You, yeah, you speak those things that Absolutely. be not yeah, as though they, they were. Absolutely. So whenever production, so dear future husband, if you listen to this, we, we got a <laughs> we, got, about to we got a timeline. <laughs> here. Production starts right. in January. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, see you on Ballgirl Magic next time. Hey.